funky. Welcome back, guys, to the whatever you want to call a podcast with your host, with the most me. You got me. You know, we know this. You know the drill. <laughs> I'm not even going to talk about it. I've been talking about it these past couple episodes. So before we get into talking about the NFL and the NFL season, we have some breaking news. We have free agency breaking news, matter of fact. We have all, I told you, I was talking about a couple weeks ago about free agency frenzy about this free agency and how crazy it is. It's already, we already even got free agency news already. So I'm going to tell you right now, before we even go start talking about the NFL, we're going to talk about the NFL later. I got a lot to talk about that in the NFL season and all this stuff is going on in the NFL. But before that, I, of course, like I said before, we have free agency news. So the free agency news is actually, um, we I kind of figured Danny Green was gonna leave the Lakers, or they was gonna do some type of trade because Danny Green and Booty is a whole kind of the whole playoff. So I figured he was gonna leave. So the Lakers, what they did was, as, as they said, I think that thinking or what they're thinking is Rondo's gonna leave. That's what I'm thinking, or Rondo is a possibility he might leave. So what they did was the Lakers uh, tended to, so they traded uh, Danny Green and a 28th overall pick. For Dennis Shooter, uh, so I mean, for me, I feel like this is kind of like a one of them picks where it's like they just exchange guys and got a pick. And I think the 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 Hawks, I think, were just like, okay, we just gonna, or not Hawks, he used to be on the Hawks. The OKC Thunder wanted the pick, so I think they were just trying to get get that out of the way. So I think that I feel like that, and I think I feel like. It's like this is a good deal for the Lakers. This is a good exchange. I think they, I, I, I really feel like they think that it's like Rondo's not gonna come back. So they like, okay, we just gonna get somebody else, and that was the only person on the market that was affordable that they not gonna give up a lot for. So I think that, that, that I think I keep on saying I think. I mean, I feel, I feel like that this, this, this will work out. Then also we got a couple other stuff that happened during this week. We had the Phoenix Suns trade for. Chris Paul, they send, uh, what's his name, Abdul Nader uh, to the Suns. For, for, I mean, for the Suns. They sent Chris Paul and Abdul Nader to the Suns for Kelly Oubre, Ricky Rubio, Ty Jerome, Jalen Lickick. I don't know how to say that name. I'm not going to butcher it. And a 2022, 2022 first-round pick. Told by and the source was told by Adrian Wojnarowski. You already know Wojnarowski knows what he's talking about. So that's all I need. To, we all need to know about that story. And then also, also the Bucks made some big moves because uh, I think people were thinking like, is the Bucks gonna make some moves? Are they gonna keep it the same? Uh, the Bucks did make some moves last night. I was like two moves last night. I was really shocked. I knew Bradley was gonna leave. I it was just the rumor around Milwaukee. We just felt like he was gonna leave. So. It was just like, all right, we was waiting for the time, and here it comes. Right before the twenty, the November twentieth, they said, okay, we're gonna just go right on on them. They trade for Drew Holiday, and Drew Holiday they gave up. They gave up uh, for Drew Holiday. They got up Eric Bledsoe, George Hill, and some first round, some first future first round picks. Which 
ultimately, really, if you really think about it, you're really not going to get a lot because it all depends on. So if the Bucks are really good for three straight years, you're really not going to get a lot good, a lot of good picks from that. Like most of the good picks are come in the first round, I mean, in the early first round. Unless, like I said, unless the Bucks be just weak for the next couple of years, then you will be good with the, the first round picks. If you at the Bucks to go for like twenty eighth, if they win a championship for three straight years, thirty of you're gonna be thirty first every year. So it's really not like when you really think about it, it's not really giving up a lot for it. So like I, for me, what I feel about that situation, I really didn't want to give up George Hill. I really, if I'm the Bucks, I didn't, I wouldn't gave up George Hill. But you have to give up something just to get the Drew Holiday. You have to pull out, pull out the stops and say, okay, I want to get this. I want to get this guy. And for me, it was just like I, well, I felt about how I felt about the trade. It was I felt because literally, as soon as I heard about the the, uh, the trade with uh, Drew Holiday and Drew, when Drew Drew uh, Drew Holiday, I was like, okay, man, okay, I knew that was gonna happen. So we, we knew Eric Bledsoe and all these other guys was gonna leave. We was like, okay, whatever, whatever. I was I was like, all right, I was satisfied. I was like, all right, whatever. I didn't want to give a George Hilton, but that's something we gotta take. And then right after that. My sister called me and was like, oh, so you know, I, I literally was looking at what my sister told me because she told me, she called me. I like, I know her. I was like, it was like 12 o'clock. And she was, I was going to sleep. I'm like, okay, I'm just looking, looking to scroll. I'm not really looking at nothing like that, but I was scrolling. And then my sister called me. She was like, oh, yeah, they traded for Eric, Eric Bledsoe to the Pelicans. I'm like, what? And then I'm like, Drew, uh, George Hill, too. I'm like, what? And then I'm like, and then they say, oh, three bar picks. And I said, what? No, I'm playing. I ain't say what, but I was just like I knew that was gonna happen, so I was like I was like I eventually I was like all right whatever, and then right when I was like she was talking to me, I hung up on my sister, and then literally I was just scrolling on ESPN just to make sure it wasn't nothing happening, and then I just scrolled and I was like okay they said the Bucks yeah they made another uh, trade right before like twelve o'clock hit they was like okay so the other trade was Bogdan Bogdanovich from the Sacramento Kings they traded uh. For him, and they also gave up Dante Divincenzo. The Bucks did. They gave up Dante Divincenzo, Ursani Lisoba, DJ Wilson, and that deal. And it's sources by Agent Morgan now. So you already know Woj. He knows what he's talking about. So I'm not even gonna. We're not even gonna put that out there. The sources are real. So by the looks of it, the Bucks are trying to win a championship now. Like, and if I'm Giannis, and I'm not, I know I'm not Giannis. I don't know. He probably. He probably not even. He probably could be listening to what I'm talking about right now, or you just never know what he's doing. But just if I if I'm looking and I'm looking from the outside in, I'm I'm looking like okay, the Bucks are trying to do something. The Bucks are really trying to get Giannis to stay. So for me, that I feel like that's something that I would I would like look at like as okay, they trying to make they want me to stay. So for me, I'll be happy. I'll be like oh, okay, bet like it's. It's good. We we got some here because now what you do with this this team, uh, this team, you have a nice starting five. You just gotta find a bench. You just gotta find some uh, some guys, fiddling guys, somebody like a Wesley. Hopefully they sign back Wesley Magic because I really feel like he's a, he's one of the big stars. He probably gonna come off the bench too. But I really feel like that was a that was a nice pick that we picked up last year. That I feel like we should keep him and Robin Lopez and then Brooke. I think opted out too. Opted out as well. So. I feel like if them signing back Brooklyn Oak Road players, unless they're going to go out to like a Hassan Whiteside or a Go Bear or something like that, unless they're going to do something like that. But I don't see it. I don't hear it. I ain't been hearing nothing like that. But I'm 
You just never know what the monkey bugs. They might surprise you. But ultimately, I had a weird concept about this whole thing. Like this whole this whole thing. How it kind of is like almost like a a light bulb. I said I really it really feels like for me if I'm Green Bay, I will feel pressure because it's like dang. At least the I think Aaron Rodgers looking at this like at least they going after somebody to get somebody and not even saying it like that. Because I I talked about like a couple podcasts ago or these upcoming podcasts I've been talking about. These last podcasts I've been talking about just how I feel like yeah Milwaukee. I mean not Milwaukee but Green Bay. Was doing a thing that I feel like they they had wide receivers and that's why they didn't go out in the draft and get nobody or they didn't go in free agency and get nobody. But for me, it was just like I was like, bro, like if I'm the Packers, I would feel a little pressure because I'm like Aaron Rodgers looking at this like, well, at least they went out and get got somebody. I mean, they didn't get the best of guys, but at least they went out and put some effort into it, and at least they went out and tried to get somebody. So for me, I just felt like that way when I heard about all these free agency. Stuff, especially with the Bucks, I felt like the pressure is on for Green Bay now. So it's like if it wasn't pressure, now it's a little bit more pressure because it's like, especially if the Packers don't go nowhere and they go to do the same thing and go do a merry round and merry go around and do the same thing and get exited out in a like in by some team or whatever. I feel like this is going the pressure is going to be back on with Green Bay. I'm like, okay, yeah, I got to do something because look what Giannis did. Look what Giannis can, can do. Why can't why can I not have it for me? And I actually won a championship. Not saying none the Giannis, but at least you like I won the championship. So you you got my worth. This is what I what I could do. And now I think what this does too with the Bucks, I think this eases the Giannis's blow now. Cause now you have God that you legitimately can actually shoot throw to and they can shoot. No offense to Eric Bledsoe, but Eric Bledsoe wasn't the best shooter. He wasn't. He was basically a small Giannis or a small or slow, maybe slower. He's probably a stronger Russell Westbrook, probably shorter and stronger Russell Westbrook, probably. So for me, it was like I really felt like this actually helped. Most people think because I was just looking at the comments and just seeing how what how the vibe is with people, but most people felt like it was just like oh it's a bad deal and the Nets might go because it. And I I really want to talk about that Nets thing and it's just. I the Nets, I'm not in because I'm not a hater on the Nets and KD and them, but I just don't feel like it's gonna be that easy because we already didn't have uh, people that said Kyrie and KD saying, "Hey, we don't need no coach." I really, really feel like they because that's how LeBron is. But at least LeBron ain't gonna say it like he ain't gonna legitimately say, "Yeah, I don't need no coach." Like, come on, Kyrie, especially Kyrie. It's like Kyrie, you need a coach. You need somebody to tame your like. Uh, for coaches are meant for two reasons: minutes wise. That means I feel like. When when you say something like that, this is like I don't know if Steve Nash is like one. He's like one of the people where he, he's kind of like almost like a parent nowadays. Like you know, our parents back then where we used to get whoopings and all the stuff, and we our parents wasn't our friends. It was just our parents. <laughs> Steve Nash is like the parents is like the new age parents now. He's not. He's gonna be cool with the kids. Not even saying like no, there's nothing bad against that, but it's like. Is like he's, he's like with a new age parent, like okay, I'm gonna talk to my kids. <laughs> I'm a not and not it's not like no dig to people that that do that or you like my parents. We, we I could talk to my parents or whatever about anything, but it was just like it seemed like almost like Steve Nash is like a new age parent. Like I'm a I'm a like I'm gonna tell my kids how to. I'll, I'm gonna just like be that parent that like listens to my kids, and I'm a not. Well, of course, you listen to your kids. But you'd be like, okay, well, I'm going to be that parent that 
that does the right thing and I'm gonna be my kids' friends or whatever. Like I'm a, I'm a, we gonna be cool, we can hang out and whatever. And it's certain stuff to where you be like, okay, certain stuff you gotta be a parent because eventually the kid gonna have to learn, okay, if you do something bad, this is gonna happen. Or you gotta have some type of discipline. You can't just be like, okay, well, if he does something bad, I'm gonna just talk to him. No, sometimes eventually you're gonna have to tell the kid, okay, you gotta you stay in your place, kid. Like you're a kid for a reason. So I think sometimes it's with this lot, especially with Katie and Kyrie, it just, I don't know why. It just, I feel like it will, will work eventually because I think it's better. But even with this, they talk, it's rumblings that James Harden wants to come and team up with Kyrie and Katie. I just, for me, for the life of me, I, it's not going to work. It's, and when I was just thinking about it before I even started this podcast, like five minutes ago, I'm looking like, uh, like I was just really thinking, I almost had a, uh, aneurysm, almost a headache, just thinking about it. I'm like, how is that going to work? Like, it's, it's not even, it's, it's not, I mean, of course, as a whole, it's like, you would love to see that and see if it worked. Because I think Kate, because I think what people are hoping is like, well, Katie and Kyrie, I mean, Katie and Steph and Clay, that worked. But at least you knew somebody took a back seat. Steph Curry took a back seat. Steph Curry took a, uh, Clay Thompson took a pay cut. Draymond took a pay cut. So it was just like, they, somebody took, uh, somebody sacrificed something. With Katie and Kyrie and James, it's like somebody's going to have to take a back seat. Katie's not going to take that back seat. And you already know, Katie, that's going to be Katie. Most likely it's going to be Katie or Kyrie team. You already know that for the fact. You know, Katie doesn't need a lot of shots. So, and he doesn't need a lot of touches. So it's like, you good with Katie. It's the Kyrie and James Harden thing that's probably going to be like weird because it's like, you don't know, like, it's like, okay, whatever. Like, you don't know if it's going to work out because it's like they're both ball dominant and it's like they dribble, dribble, dribble. It's not, I hate being that guy, but like they dribble too much, but it's, it's going to be like this. You're going to dribble, dribble, and then you're just going to throw it out to KD and hope KD make the shot, which he probably will. But it's like that's not going to be right with the offense. And if, I just want to see how the offense is going to work. I just really feel like I don't, I don't know. And then I think, I think James should just go somewhere else. I mean, Philly would be actually would be a nice deal, though. Philly, if he goes to Philly, I would actually wouldn't mind it. Philly, like now, Philly be a better deal, and be, you'll get a better trade off with that because you can give a lot. You don't have to give a get up, give up a lot with uh, Philly. Philly, you will have to give up some something, but you wouldn't have to give the most. Like with the Nets, they damn near giving up their bench <laughs> just getting James Harden, which is like I said, it wouldn't one. It really wouldn't make sense like just give up your whole bench and then you have a nice starting five and your bench suck. Like it's it'll be LeBron 2.0 all over again. LeBron gets a good squad and then the team he get has a good starting five, but then he you get to the bench and he's got to come back in five minutes later, two minutes later, and come back in the game because their bench is not that good. So it's just like especially when he was in Cleveland, it was just like he had a they had a nice starting five they had. Uh, Kevin Love, Kyrie, and him, the big three. And then it was just like, after that, it was just like, once they get to the bench, it's like, well, we don't really have nothing after that. So it was just like, you were searching, and you would see LeBron just be out for two minutes. He had to come back in the game because they didn't call back up. The team that called back up, or the, the Lakers, and, and not the Lakers, but the Cleveland Cavaliers didn't do nothing, or the Cleveland Cavaliers went on a streak where they didn't score for like eight minutes. So you'd be like, okay, I got to go back in the game. So it's just like, for me, it. For the life of me, I can't I can see that happening. I can't see that happening just on the simple fact 
it it just wouldn't work. And for me, you thinking about it and trying to rack your brain to see if it can figure out further proves why it should, it's not going to work out. It's just not. It's, I don't really feel like the Nets should give. I mean, if I'm the Nets, I wouldn't. Just getting that player is just rare to think, okay, we can get all these three players at the same time and be on the same team. Sometimes you like, okay, I just gotta bite the bullet and said to take it. And I just gotta take that, take that L if it, if it don't work out. But at the same time, it's just like, I'm as, if you just think it as a mindset and just like, okay, cause you really, at this moment, you're not really thinking money wise. You're just thinking of overall winning. I'm gonna win, I wanna win a championship. And for me, it's the same way I feel about the market bucks. I feel about the Nets. If you do this, this has to work out. This can't be one of them things where it just fall apart because when it, doesn't work out, it's going to fall apart terribly. It's going to be a big thing. It, if this doesn't work, this is going to be just, you like, okay, whatever. It like, especially, and for me, if you get this, you got to win a championship this year. And I might say, oh, whoa, they got to get chemistry. And no. If you get Katie, Kyrie, and James, you you got to win a championship this year. You can't be like, okay, we got a three-year gap and we got to wait until we are. No, no. You got to win this year. I'm sorry. You got to win. You got to go to the East Conference Finals this year and win the East Conference Finals this year if you get James, Kyrie, and Katie. You're not going to tell me, oh, we got to wait three, or we got to, we got to, we got our chemistry together. No, no. You're not going to play, you're not going to play around with me and say, oh, yeah, we just going to wait. Wait for, no, 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 sir. You're not going to tell me that. No, ma'am. You're not going to, you're not going to give me no excuse of why they didn't go to the finals this year. No. We're, we're, we're going to, See what they're gonna do this year. But for me, ultimately, they have a nice starting five right now. They good right now. I don't think they should do nothing. I really truly feel like they shouldn't. They just assign their guys back. The the birds, did we to the world. I think they just get keep their lineup, keep what they have right now, and be good and be satisfied. But of course, we never the NBA is known to be or the teams are known to not be satisfied. It's just like a dating a girl that's just, just like it's almost like dating a girl almost in a sense because she always won't. It's always something that that you just missing. You always got to be like, okay, babe, what you want? Babe, what you want? What you want? Like, it's, you got to like, almost like, oh my God, I got to get something else. Like, it's all like, okay, I got to get something else. Like, it's, 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 uh, you ever heard the phrase? I know people already heard the phrase. Too much of a good thing is sometimes bad. I think this it is, this, this counts as one of the things. Too much of a good thing. Too much of this is too much to shoot. It's gonna, it's not gonna work. It's, it's gonna be a whole bunch of dribbling. <laughs> it's like I think, cause of course KD's hand, it, like he, he don't need a lot of shots to get it. And like I said, this is not KD. It's just like I said, the problem is Kyrie and James. Cause you, so what you're saying is one of them guys gonna have to take a backseat. Cause you know KD's gonna get thirty, and all of them can possibly average thirty. So and unless that that can that that'll be weird to let that happen. Like. All of them averaging 30 and still, like, I don't know how that would happen where they can average all average 30 and still be like, okay, be satisfied. And like I said, unless somebody takes the back seat. For me, I would think James Harden would because James Harden, you just come on the team. Like, Kyrie and Katie already been there for a year now. So it's like, it's kind of like they're a team almost just by seniority. And like, it's just like, okay, this is my team because we've been here already. So it's just like, I feel like if, if I'm just looking, I'll be like, okay, James, you gotta take a back seat, bro. Like you, you can, but I don't think James gonna want, James gonna, ain't gonna want to do that. James ain't gonna want to take that back seat. So it's just like, it's a weird concept right now. 
with this NBA and the free agency. But you already know, doing the NBA, this is not going to end. This is going to last for a while. And if that if nothing doesn't, if nothing happens right now with James Harden with the Nets, we already know how the NBA is. It's going to last until something happens, until he leaves or whatever. But for me, and two, speaking of it's like whatever, and like trades, Russ Westbrook wants to leave too. So it's just like, I don't know. Houston is pretty much imploding as we speak, which I figured it was going to happen with the lot, like with the, the, the thing that happened, especially since Dale Murray left and then, uh, what's the guy's name? Dean Tony left too. It just folded. Like now they're just starting all over again. And Houston's going to be like at the bottom of the barrel again, which it's rare because you usually, you're used to them being at like top four seeds. Now it's going to be like, well, Houston Rockets, huh? Who the are they? So it's like it's it, it's gonna be weird though. Seeing this year, I think Portland is gonna be one of the teams that catch up now to like that fourth seed. And it's it's weird though. It's it's gonna be a weird concept right now in the NBA. We, of course, we know about all these free agency stuff. So and then of course it, it's gonna be some more breaking news. I might even talk about it before the end of this podcast. You never know, something might just happen and it might pop off. And I might get a trade alert, but. Uh, speaking of trade alerts and all this stuff, and oh, God, of course, it's alert, but I'm always on alert with trades and stuff. So for me, yeah, we 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 could talk about that. We're gonna talk about like, NBA a little bit later in the podcast if something does happen or something does pop off. But if it don't, it don't. But we already know how the NBA rolls. We gonna get something. Something gonna happen. So, uh, <laughs> like. And speaking of something happening, we we saw a lot of stuff that happened on NFL this week with uh, uh, Drew Brees. Shout out to Drew Brees. He suffered, I think, a fracture. I don't know, but he's pretty much out indefinitely. I don't know. I don't know significant of his injury because I saw it and I haven't watched it or I haven't looked at the injury. I might look it up now. Matter of fact, I'm gonna look it up now just to see what it is, so we can know the severity of the injury. I know for a fact he's out indefinitely, which is. Big for the Saints, and that's that might turn the tide to from the as the Buccaneers. That might that might flip the script a little bit with the and then two with Drew Brees' age. That might be Korean injury right there, and that might like I said, that's gonna flip the tide. The Buccaneers winning the division. Yeah, now, now I think the Saints could also be still win the division, but that might flip that tide. Now I think at least for the Buccan for the uh, Saints. Uh, that thinks like if you're a Saints fan, you like, at least we don't have to go to the Buccaneers no more. But the bad thing is, like, well, you don't have Drew Brees. The good thing is, you don't have to go to the Buccaneers no more. So you know that, and that's the best talent in your division right now. So at least for the Saints case, you at least you don't have to face the Buccaneers no more. So I mean, that's the good thing about that. But the bad thing is, you losing Drew Brees for most of the season. So uh, I mean, uh, as a matter of fact, let's just check it real quick. Let me check the. Uh, severity of this injury, real quick. Oh, oh wow, hey, that's actually pretty bad. Um, not for the for the Saints, it is. It's, he has a fracture. He has fractured ribs and collapsed lung. Sources say. So I think that I mean, and he's out indefinitely. And I actually know how that feels. Now nah, I know that I feel, but I know what that th- they talking about because I think I don't. If I'm if I'm correct, Jordan Nelson had a colla- uh, collapsed rib. He had a fractured ribs. And I think he came back from it and ended up playing in the playoffs. But the, like I said, the good thing about the Saints is too is some more good news. The good thing about the Saints is too is that at least they get it now. They got it now. Like it didn't happen in the playoffs or something like that, or it happened when like two weeks left. They got like eight weeks left. So 
he, it gives Drew Brees time for that that long to heal for that fractured rib to somewhat heal. It's not gonna be this. He's probably gonna have to like rest that. Like, it's probably gonna be hurting him for the primarily the, the, this entire season. So, I mean, that's just that right now. But that that's what I. I mean, like I said, it's some positives in this because the positive is at least it happened like week ten. At least it didn't happen like now. Like it, at least it didn't happen like two weeks from like two weeks from now, or at least it didn't happen. Week sixteen, when it's like week sixteen, you got practice. Was like, well, that's your season right there. What well, like I said, the good thing is you don't have to play the Buccaneers anymore. But the bad thing is you playing without your start, your starting quarterback for primarily the, the the entire season. So I mean, it's gonna be really hard for the Saints to even win a game. Now, offense to Jamie Winston, James Winston. So I mean, it might work out. You never know. But let's get let's before we just, let's get to the scores. Well, while we at it. Um, we got Thursday night football. The Colts win against the uh the Titans, thirty four to seventeen. It seemed like they just cooled down a little bit. They was hot, and everybody thought <laughs> not Brock Osweiler. What was his name? Brian Tanner was MVP candidate, and now they just looking like just less than MVP. And then Derrick Henry, I don't think he had a good game. He probably had a good game, but I just yeah, I don't, did Derrick Henry have a good game? I don't. Think so. Let me check real quick. Derrick Henry, yeah. I mean, he had a 100 yard rushing game, 19 carries, 103 with 5.4 to uh, per average, which is pretty good, but it's not Derrick Henry numbers. So it's pretty average. I mean, you know, Derrick Henry going to average probably like 200, <laughs> 200 rush yards, probably 25 carries for like 8.8 yards. It, so it's pretty low for him. Um, we got the Texans losing against the Browns 10 to 7. That was a pretty ugly game, but it's a pretty ugly game. Usually it's pretty lot of, it's a lot of ugly games like, like this, this, uh, this week, primarily because it's, it's halfway seat has the halfway point. Well, we passed like the halfway point, but it's the point of this year where it's like everybody kind of banged up. So all these games are probably be, be, probably be a little close. Um, so, but we got the, another close game. The Lions winning against the Washington football team with by a field goal, which was actually really amazing. It was just it was really good. I don't know why I felt like it was a good game. I don't know why I felt like it was just like I just had goosebumps almost. Like, oh my God, I had almost had Mr. Crosby goosebumps when he made the field goal against the Cowboys in the playoffs. It just felt like that. I don't know why. But, and then the Buccaneers, of course, they won against the Panthers 46 23. It was close for a minute. It was like 17-17, and then the Buccaneers kind of like snapped it like, all right, let's just stop playing with them. And they won 46-23. Tom Brady had a field day with the Panthers. I mean, he was just balling. He had 20, he was 28 for 39 for 341 and three TDs, no interceptions. Uh, Jones, the second, I mean, he was just balling. They got a good run back in him with 23 carries, 992 yards. Average eight point three and at a TD. I mean, they were just they were doing everything, anything that game. I was, they were just playing with the Panthers at that point. And then the Giants beat the Eagles, which is now the Giants only a half a game. I think a game or a game and a half or a half a game out of the number one spot for the NFC East, which I'm not even going to talk about. I'm going to talk about the NFC East a little later though, but uh, and talk about their problems. But the Packers went against the Jags twenty four to twenty. The Bills lose against the Cardinals by hell. When I mean that hell, Mary, it gave me Aaron Rodgers vibes so much. And I people thought it's a catch or is a throw. It's a throw. It means the catch for me. It's not even a throw. Yeah, because the throw was really it was under duress and it could have easily been picked. So I'm not even gonna say the throw. It was a catch. 
it's most definitely DeAndre Hopkins. If you throw it to anybody else, they not catching that. You like Will Fuller or somebody else, you not catching that. If you throw it to somebody, anybody else on that team, they're probably they probably gonna either get tipped or picked off. That was the catch. The catch was the more amazing. That was the catch. It was that catch for me. For me, that was. I was literally on my toe. The the last like five minutes was just literally. I was just like, oh my god, oh my god. When the Bills score, I'm like, yeah, this game over. I was already like writing off the Cardinals. Already sorry, Cardinal fans. Sorry for writing y'all off, but I just rolled them off. Like, okay, yeah, this game over. The Bills ain't gonna give up that. Point. They ain't gonna give up a hail mary. The knowing how Kyle Murray is hot and he just. Can do stuff. I'm like, they ain't gonna give up a hell, Mary. They not gonna give him up. And that's why I be. I don't be. I for the life of me, I do not get why people don't rush forward on like hell Marys. Like I, I used to be that guy. Be like, okay, let me just play zone. I don't play it on Madden. And sometimes I used to play. We used to go to games. I don't know for the life of me why we used don't rush forward on hell Marys. Like rush forward so you can get easy pressure and they can throw it away. Like. I don't get that. Like, is they what teams used to do that, and they used to irritate me because it's like, bro, you give them a whole bunch of time to set their feet and throw it, and it's like I said, it's not a good percentage that they don't catch it, but it's like you're giving them a chance to even throw it. If you pressure them and rush four or five, you don't even give them chances. Now the blitz is coming. Now he has they also they now they have more focus on just escaping them the uh the pass. And only Aaron Rodgers probably the only one that. I saw that got blitz like that and got it off. That was, I think the Cardinals probably, the Cardinals might have been probably the first ones, but that was the only first one I saw where they actually was like, no, we're going to rush forward and we're not going to let Aaron Rodgers throw it just down the field. He ended up still getting it and throwing the other down. But I think that was one of the first teams that I saw with my eyes actually blitz on a Hail Mary. It was like, bro, like, I, for the life of me, I don't get why they don't. They probably did do that, but I, because I kind of was scrolling between that game and other games, and I kind of came late a little bit. But, like, literally, I was just looking like, bro, why, bro? And I was like, why let him get all that time in? Why? I was like, why? It just seemed like they were just trying to trying to get a highlight instead of just tipping the ball. Like, it was just like, tip the ball, and it's game over. I don't know why. They were just it's, it's three guys over there, and they just, these are Hawkins was like, all right. Let me just jump over all three of you guys and dunk over you. It's almost like it looked like a poster. Almost. It's like, let me just dunk over all you small dudes. Like, it just seemed like all of them was trying to get a highlight and trying to pick off DeAndre Hopkins. It was like, dude, just bat the ball down. It's just in the game. You'll be, a, I hate heroes. I hate people that try to do too much. It's like, bro, just stop being a hero. Just bat the ball down in the game. And they didn't. And they ended up losing. So, and I, people, I was just like, I, I don't, I'm not going to put Kyler Murray in the MVP, like top three just yet. He is, he's probably in the uh, top five, but top three, not yet. Now, top three is, uh, I don't I don't know if I told my top three this last week, but my top three right now, I'm going to say top five right now. I ain't going to say top ten. My top five is either, right now is Patrick Mahomes, number one, Aaron Rodgers, two. Uh, I'll say Ben Roethlisberger, three. Uh, Tom Brady, four. And then my five, fifth one is Kyler Murray. So, for me, yeah, like, I don't. I was like, bruh, that was, I was just looking at the like, bruh, like that was a good throw. It was a good throw though, cause it was just out of the rest, but at the same time, it was like, it could have been picked off. So that's why I said it was a better catch than a better throw. And then also we had that game, another get couple of other games that day. 
We had the Chargers get losing against the Dolphins 29 and 21. Dolphins is on a roll right now, too. It, it seems like the idea of bringing two in starting was actually a good idea because they're rolling right now. Um, we got the Raiders beating the Broncos 37 12. We got the Seahawks losing against the Rams 23 to 16. Or Seahawks losing. I ain't say they fell off the face of the earth, but it's close to it. So, I mean, it seemed like Russell Wilson was hot. He was on fire, and then it just seemed like he just cooled down, and it just out of nowhere. And ultimately, that was going to happen with the defense that he has. He Jamal, Jamal Adams is nice, but that's just Jamal Adams. Yeah, I wish we had would have had multiple Jamal Adams on the Seahawks, but we don't. So that just it, it was just it was a close game still, but ultimately that shows me that. Yeah, you not you can't be do it yourself. You gotta have a defense. You gotta have some type of offense. So for me, I I just feel like that was just something that just told me about that game. Of course, the Steelers beat the Bengals. I felt like I thought I was gonna be upset. I talked about it, and I felt like that was gonna be upset, but I guess it wasn't. So the see the Steelers just dominated them from start to finish. So that was just that about that game. And then the Saints went against the well, 49ers. Of course, I, we talked about Drew Brees' injury, which is going to be big for them because now they're just going to be out without, without him for primarily the entire season. And this is really going to show James Winston and see if he really like learned his lesson. He's not going to do a pull a 30 for 30. <laughs> I mean, he, he defined, redefined 30 for 30. I mean, really defined, redefined it. I mean, uh, tremendously, like, but I, I think he's gonna do well, though. I think really feel like he's gonna do well with uh Drew Brees and them guys, and I think Drew Brees is gonna help him a little bit. Like, okay, just throw that away because really, hard to, um, Jason went Jamie Winston, he's not a bad player. I think he's just in a bad system, and some people are. I think some people, I always feel like some quarterbacks, especially nowadays, they just need time to just sit for a while. And I think when sometimes we just push people into the starting lineup, it just doesn't work out. And I feel like that's the way I think they did with Tua. They didn't push him out all the way, put him in the starting lineup. They waited for a minute, waited for a while, and then they was like, okay, now I'm going to start him. And at first, we, of course, we initially didn't think Tua was a great fit, or we not Tua was great fit. We didn't think Tua was radio, or we didn't think we should have, you should have kept Fitzpatrick. But it seems like it's working now because they all marked it on Tua. They know it's like a three-game or, I think, two-game winning streak right now. So, I mean, they're doing pretty well with Tua. So, I mean, it seems like it's working right now. But, uh, of course, we had in Sunday Night Football, we had the Patriots winning against the, the Ravens in an upset, you know, a rainy game, with one of the most, like, weird, awkward games ever. Like, this is one of the worst bad weather games. I remember it was the Lions and I think the – it was I think it was the Lions, the Lions and the Eagles game where it was, like, snowing. I remember that game. I remember the game where the Packers played. And it was like below zero outside. That the, the championship game in Chicago. I mean, it was just that was one of the most bizarre games. And it literally looked like I was watching the game from start to finish. Literally, at white when like Carson, not Carson Wentz, but Lamar Jackson tried to like start like okay, let's hurry up. The rain started running hard. I'm like, bro, just end it. I was in my head. I was like, just end it. Just see the game. You lost. Like it was just like it seemed like the football guys was like just lose. It was a one of them lose. It just seemed like right when he tried, to, okay, let me, let's do the hurry up. It was so slow a little bit. Then it started raining super hard. I'm like just give it the game. I was in my head. I was like just 
the game is over, bro. This game is over. Stop, stop trying to run it. And they ain't had no timeouts. I'm like, just get the game up. It's over, bro. It's over. It's not happening. You're not going to do nothing. It, and, and Cameron played a great game, too. It was just overall great game. And I don't, and I'm, I'm saying this now. So won't be, won't be surprised when I say it. Don't be surprised the Patriots make the playoffs barely and they make some noise in the playoffs. Don't be surprised. I don't, I don't want people to be surprised because Bill Belichick has got some, he got some firepower behind him. And you never know with these kind of teams that have nothing to lose and no expectations. They, they tend to make everybody mad. They tend to make, make noise. So I, I just don't, don't be that person. And then of course we had, um, the Vikings on Monday Night Football, the Vikings versus the Bears. The Bears end up losing 19 to 13. That was actually a really close game. I actually thought the, uh, the Bears was going to win, but ultimately Nick Foles, the injury just, and another injury, Nick Foles. I, it looked like his back was hurting and he got slammed like pretty hard. It was a good hit. It was a clean hit. He just got slammed really hard. And I think that was, it. and two, being in, Chicago was even worse because it's already cold as I don't know what outside. And then you get hit on the ground. It just, it's not, it's not going to go well. I don't know if they was in Chicago or I think they was in Chicago, but just being in that cold kind of weather and getting hit, it just, it's two times even worse. Now, if it was like a sunny day and you did, they got hit like that, you probably would still hurt, but I know it's going to hurt even more because it's cold outside. So, uh, that, man, that was just, it was, I, I looked at it. He just literally looked like he almost got rock bottom a little bit, but no, he didn't. He, but it was just, it just seemed, it was like, bro, I, when I looked at him, I'm like, that, that, he hurt his back some. That bro, man, that bro, man hurt his back hard. It's, he was on the ground for a minute, had to get a cart. When you get a cart, you gotta get a cart to get you. That's when it's significant. That's when you like, okay, it's something to that. Because it's just like, it, it was, it was something to that. When you gotta get a cart to get for you to, you can't walk on your own. That means it's, it's something. Yeah, it's, it's something to that. But yeah, like for me, that's why I'm feeling about this, like this whole thing with, uh, the NFL. Yeah, it's, it's going well right now, but it's injuries starting to follow up a little bit for some of these teams. Big injuries at that. It's hopefully your team. It's not one of the teams on the area, but you got the Cleveland Browns. They lose all the back for the entire season. You almost had. I think Alan Lazard be out for the entire season, but he's coming back. I think probably this this next coming game, upcoming game against the Colts. So we can they, they if you're a Packers fan, you you glad that you're getting him back. But yeah, it's hopefully like I said, pray God that your team doesn't get an injury like this, like this is what's happening right now. It just seems like it just happened out of nowhere. But yeah, man, it's and we're gonna talk about a lot more about free agency in this next coming podcast. So of course. We're going to have a lot to talk about because my, my next couple podcasts is, yeah, we're going to talk about a whole lot. Like, it's, we already know it's going to be we are, how the NBA roll and how free agency roll and how free agency frenzy roll. We already know it's going to be a lot more trades that happen. And if it does happen, I, like I said, I had to put on my Twitter and I actually talked about actually the Bognut Bogdanovich deal with the Bucks, like, I think like two, three months ago and said, did y'all feel something about, I don't know if y'all responded or not, but. Man, I talked about it and I really not down. I really actually like this deal. I usually don't like a lot of stuff the Bucks do sometimes because sometimes they do stuff just on a simple fact. It's just like, where did that make sense? And then you got to kind of like see it. I see it now. Like it's sometimes the deals that the Bucks do or some of these teams, you got to see it 
happen first. You got to see what it, how, how it's going to affect it. Because you just doing it, it's not going to be like, all right, what the? Because sometimes it doesn't make sense until you see the person play. You're like, okay, oh, I see why they did that. Because it's like, I don't know any recent ones as recent for me, but sometimes I felt like that. We was like, okay, what? how did that work? Like, how's that going to help us? You're like, oh, well, it did actually help us a little bit. So it's just like for me, it was like ah, oh, whatever. But for me, it, it was it, it was just I the way I felt about that that trade. It was it was a good deal. And like I said, you ultimately you hoping for the Bucks, you gotta win now. It's same thing with the Nets. You gotta win now with this roster. If Giannis staying, he or he signs a match, or he just oh, plays out his uh this year and says, okay, what you're gonna do for me? You're hoping. This this keeps Giannis. You hope this persuades Giannis to say, Giannis say, okay, I'm going to sign his max deal. Because if this doesn't work out and they all don't do nothing with this lineup, it's like, well, we tried. Like, it's, if you any market, but you like, we tried. We tried to do something and it won't work. And I think ultimately this reason why I feel like it's, and people might say, oh, they're going to do, it's the same thing over and over again. The reason I feel like it's going to be different this year, because I, like we, I said before, it's, we, you actually have a legit shooter that you actually don't have to guard. Like with Wesley Matthews, you can leave him up every so often. You, you have to go to him, but you can leave him up every so often because he's going to miss a, he's he not going to make every open shot. With, with Bogdanovich, you're going to have to guard him. You're going to have to guard, you actually going to have to put some hands on him because you, you leave him open. He's liable to store 37 on you. He's liable to get 35 on you and just to go off and explode. And he'll shoot from anywhere. So, and we already know Bono's mantra, if you open, shoot it. Like, he already let it fly. He already knows his mantra. So, this goes right into what his mantra. So, it like, this might be something like a brewing. And most of the time, sometimes with these trades, it doesn't, it doesn't make, I don't say it doesn't make sense, but sometimes you don't see it. And like I said before, sometimes you have to see it, see it before you, like, actually make an assessment. And I'm not going to speak on it now because, I haven't made an assessment on I haven't saw them play with each other. So and I but I just me knowing and me watching a lot of stats on Bogdanovich, Jew Hill, I I've been watching him a lot. So and ever since even before that trade, I I think I was watching Drew Hill a lot anyway, just because and plus I I play him on 2K a lot, so and he's my he's my starting point guard on 2K, so I kinda have a lot of respect for him because he's been winning with me. So and that's beside the point, but <laughs> like I, I now got a little bit of respect for him because he's winning with me with my point guard. So hey, not, well, I respect him a little bit, a little bit more than usual. But I mean, he's a legit scorer. He can score with the best of them. He can. He's gonna get you about 20, 20, 20 15, 20 points. Bogdanovich's gonna get you about fifteen to twenty points. Also, you already know what Chris gonna give you about twenty points. Uh, uh what's his name? Brooke Lopez. If he stays, he's gonna give you about twelve to fifteen. I mean, he he can yeah, he gets exposed for twenty eight. You already know how he is. He can if he get it right, he start feeling stuff. He can he can get you thirty, and then we already know how Giannis is. You already know Giannis gonna get you about thirty five. You already know sometimes he he start feeling stuff from three. And I'm what I'm saying for the NBA just a warning. We already know if this people already probably know this, but just pre warning for teams that's going against the Bucks. I, I'm not being biased, I'm, but just pre-warning for the team that go against the Bucks. If Giannis starts shooting that three with consistency, and we've been saying this for like two years now, and it just haven't happened like that, but yeah, I'm going to say it again. If he starts shooting that three with confidence 
if he starts shooting at least two to three threes a game, and he's averaging like 35%, bruh, watch out for the Bucks. The Bucks are going to be a team to beat, and I think they're still the team to beat in the East, even though they lost. Because I think the Heat are going to be back probably because I don't see them doing nothing. If, especially, too, they're in the line to try to get James Harden as well. And I, I'm just thinking, like, they're not going to get, because most likely they're going to have to give up big pick. They're going to have to give up big guys. But they're not giving up Bam. They're not giving up Tyler Hero. That's all that talent, all that possible talent that you even saw in the playoff. You can get all that up for James Harden. Not even sound like that, like James Harden is a bad player. But you get getting all that just for, and then you are automatically going to go automatically small again, even more. With James Harden, you won't even be small even more. So it's like that doesn't make logical sense for me. But like that's no hit or nail for that. But like it, it wouldn't make logical sense to me to say, okay, well that don't make sense. Like it, it I, to me, I don't think they should get James Harden. I truly feel like they need he need another player. But I don't think James Harden is the person because you've given up too much. Like that's what you think about some of these players, like James Harden and Chris Paul. You give up so much from them for them that you you will lose a lot of your bench or you lose a lot of your stars with James Harden. You got he costs so much or he's worth so much. You gonna give about three picks and you will give about three picks and like two guys, two of your main guys. So that you gonna give up and the, knowing the Houston Rockets, they want a lot of people. They want potential. They want just people that random. Random people on the street or something like they want people. They want some significant people. So Bam, Tyler Hero, you going if, if that happens, you going to Houston. So it it might and then Russell Westbrook want to leave. So I don't know where he might he might go to something and make something happen. So and so I don't I don't know right now. Is the Knicks or Charlotte right now? It's I don't know which which way it might, it might go. But that's what I'm feeling right now. But uh, I'll see y'all next episode, y'all. When I be Talking about, I'll go over actually, not talking about, I'll go over uh, these previews of these scores and probably a little bit more free agency talk. If they have some, if some free free agency happen, which it will, some of the free agency will happen. So we already know how that is. And also, before I leave though, I you need to start, if you want to, if you love listening to me, if you love this podcast, I need you to start subscribing, bro. I need, I, or ladies and gentlemen, I need you to be start subscribing. And if you want to subscribe, you can go to Spotify and go to whatever you want to call a podcast. You till it, click it, start subscribing. Or if you don't have Spotify, you can go to Stitcher and you start and click it, start subscribing. Or if you don't have Stitcher or Spotify, you can go to Apple Podcasts or Apple Music. Go to whatever you want to call a podcast, look it up, and then you can start listening. Or if you're a person where you don't like, you don't like. Listening, you just want to be that one person that like talking to people or get feedback. You can go to my Facebook and go to the whatever you want to call it podcast Facebook page, and you can uh, you can inbox me on Facebook or message me or whatever. And I you might just listen. We might have a little argument or whatever. You might never know. You might be on my show the next day. I might want to we want to argue this on my show the next day or whatever. But uh, of course, and then of course. If you don't have all that, you can go to my Twitter or my Instagram at Marquise95Sports. My Twitter, you can tweet me, whatever. We can talk about anything. Surrounding sports or my Instagram, you can DM me. We can talk about anything. You you never know. You just might be on my show and we might argue it out. You just never know what is going on. 
But before I leave, I know I now I just told you all the stuff that you need to do to subscribe for my podcast. So now, what 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 do you think you do, should do now? You should start subscribing. I'll see y'all next episode. Peace.